0: The following is brought to you by friends and partners of Otano Team Ministries. Watch, this
1: is what I wanted to get to the first five. Having a form of godliness and all of these characters.
0: Hello, this is Pastor Michael Otano and you're watching Revival Now. I'm excited to present to you the second installment in the message, Don't Kill Your Miracles. You know, miracles are a part of the kingdom of God. Salvation is a miracle. A miracle is something That cannot be done through human hands. It takes divine intervention. And I promise you, there are miracles that God wants to do for you. And what the enemy of your soul attempts to do is to interfere with your miracles. He wants your heart to become hardened. He wants you to lose your faith and to become indifferent to the possibilities of what can be. We're going to go into the service already in progress and learn about that message. Don't kill your miracle. Let's go. That we may kill more of the enemies of Israel, that you can be glorified in the land. So God stopped the sun. And the Bible says, never before has a man asked such a thing. Wow. Bet you Joshua himself did No, he was like, whoa, everyone stop battling. Whoa, what? Stop the sun. And all of a sudden God stops the sun. And the motive was for God to be glorified. The condition of the heart to be used by God for miracles is for God to be glorified. Not for you to be glorified. I laid hands over here, Pastor. They they, they feel better. They had a pain in their arm, and you walk away like you did something. You didn't do a thing. You're an instrument that is responsible to use the name of Jesus faithfully and with integrity because the covenant that you have with God, when you use the name of Jesus in faith, the power of the Spirit can move and God can heal. But it has to be On the basis that God is getting the glory. As your pastor, I let you honor me. I get uncomfortable with some of that, but I let you honor me. I would never allow someone to glorify me. Glory belongs unto God. Glory belongs unto God. Never allow your heart to get to the point where you want attention. And that attention can be the sense of independence where you want to be glorified. You will kill your miracle. And you will disqualify yourself from being in the presence of God. Praise God. I'm going to show you Hezekiah. Hezekiah shows us the weaknesses that can be present in the heart of a person that's got things in their life that they need to work out. And if they're not careful, they can kill the miracle. And I was going to give you a couple of things here. If we get to it, we get to it. If not, well, I'll do it another time. But in 2 Kings chapter 20, I was astounded when Isaiah comes to Hezekiah and He's, he's king. And he, he spent time uh, honoring God's truth and tearing down groves and different things. And ha- Isaiah comes to Hezekiah and says, Hezekiah, set your life in order. For God says, you're going to die. You know what Hezekiah did? He immediately broke out crying. Ah! God said, I'm going to die. In other words, it's easier for us to believe negative things. It's easy to believe negative things. Hezekiah cried and began to believe, I'm going to die. Why? Because that's the word that was given to me. I'm going to die. And then the Bible says, as he began to cry, he turned his attention to the wall. He says, wait a minute here. I don't want to die. I want a miracle. I want God to do something supernatural in my life. So he turned his attention to the wall. I'm going to tell you something. If you're in a desperate situation and you need a miracle, you need to learn how to tune things out. There's a lot of people that will kill their miracle at a moment when God wants to give them a miracle because they don't know how to tune things out. Don't tune God out. Tune things out that are distracting your faith and hindering you from believing. You need a miracle. You better tune Facebook out. and You better tune all this social media out. You better learn how to get in the presence of God. Go back to when you used to have some worship music going on. Go back to when you used to spend some time with God. Getting in the presence of God. Do you remember when um, Elijah caused the rain after it didn't rain? For three and a half years. Remember when he called the rain down? It was a miracle that took place. From by God. But when he prayed the first time. The miracle didn't happen when he prayed the first time. When he prayed the second time. He told his servant. Go look. What do you see? I don't see anything. The servant comes back. I don't see anything. And the servant represents the flesh. Because the servant came and says. What you're doing is not working. You're praying, but I don't see anything, and you're making me run back and forth, and I'm frustrated because you said it was going to rain, and you just told me twice to go over there, and twice I've told you it's not going to rain. You know what Elijah did? He didn't allow his weaknesses to get a hold of him. He prayed a third time. I'm going to pray again. And then he gave instructions. Go check again the third time. And he went the third time. And nothing happened the third time. Let me tell you, some people kill their miracle because they quit too soon. Be not weary and well doing. For you shall reap if you faint not. There's a lot of people. They kill their miracle because they quit prematurely. It didn't happen when I wanted it to happen. You really didn't want it. Because when you get desperate for a miracle, you're going to do everything it takes. And the Bible tells us that Elijah, when he was praying, he didn't just continue to pray. It says that he changed positions and he got on his knees. And after he got on his knees, the Bible says he put, well, he's kind of sat down. And he put his head in between his knees. And he just continued to pray and continued to pray. You know why he put his head in between his legs and continued to pray? He was saying, I'm, I'm wanting to remove all distractions. I don't want anything to hinder me. God, you told me it was going to rain. I'm going to cut everything out. I'm gonna not going to look at the situation. I'm not going to look at the servant. I'm not going to look how hard it is. I know I've asked you three times and four times and five times and six times. I'm not Gonna quit. I'm gonna continue to pray. And then the seventh time when the servant said, Uh-oh, wait a minute. I I, I kind of see something. He says, What do you see? I, I see the cloud, the size of a man's hand. He and the servant's kind of like it's just a little cloud. He said, You tell tell Ahab to get down from the mountain and get my he, he needs to get out of here now. There's a thunderstorm coming. This way here. There's a miracle that's getting ready to break out here. It didn't happen when he asked the first time. Didn't happen when he asked the the second time. You see, you've got to go through those situations of your weaknesses. You've got. If you're enjoying the broadcast and you'd like to receive more content, follow us on all of our social media platforms. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and also you can go to our podcast and enjoy more of Revival Now. To address them. I'm going to keep on asking. And you won't feel that thing inside of you. That's going to say. "Eh, Well maybe not. God's not going to do it. No, 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 no. You got to get in the spirit. And you got to learn to begin to groan. With some utterance. And allow the spirit of God. To intercede in you. And begin to confront the situation. That you grow in faith. And you do not kill your miracle. Hezekiah, you're going to die. Set your affairs in order. I'm going to die. I don't want to die. Turns his face to the wall. He begins to pray. God, remember the things that I did do right. I didn't get them all right. But remember what I did too right? Lord, remember when I was worshiping you? remember when i jumped and i shouted lord i did witness to some i didn't witness to all lord remember the times lord that i sang in the car and we were alone i know i told you i was going to be faithful to you and i know i mean the lord remembered and you know what happened the lord remembered you know why because god's heart never becomes hardened God is not a man as you and I that when we deal with disappointments over and over and over, we become acclimated, frustrated, and hardened. Uh, uh. God's not like that because God sees the end from the beginning. So when Hezekiah began to pray, he said, God, remember. Remember what I did do? Remember what I did get right? All of a sudden, the prophet that came to him and told him he was going to die, he didn't get to walk out of the palace and a word came back to Isaiah and said, go get back over there and you go tell him he's going to live. Hezekiah would have killed his miracle if it would have been some of you or I. Doctor says you're going to die. wait a minute we can pray against this we can confront this let's get these vitamins let's do these things let's do this do, do, do. let's let's turn over every rock and do everything that we can do but we're going to pray and believe we are not going to die some people just roll over and say okay i'm gonna die he comes back over there to him he said hezekiah he says yes I got a word for you. I already know I'm going to die. No, the word's changed. Hezekiah had to learn you have influence with God. You've got influence with God that when I walked out and you cried, to the Lord heard you. When you felt that you were, he heard you in the midst of your situation. Hezekiah still had to deal with his weaknesses because he says to him, God's going to add 15 years to your life. You're not going to die. You know what Hezekiah does? What's the sign that I'm not going to die? Oh, wait a minute. When I came to you and told you you were going to die, you didn't ask me for a sign. But now I'm coming to you telling you you're going to live, and now you're asking for a sign. That's the flesh. But God was so moved by Hezekiah in his desperation. And when he prayed, he says, you you want me to give you a sign? Hezekiah says, I'll give you a sign. God says, I can't move the sundial, the sun forward 10 degrees. And Hezekiah said, oh, that's an easy thing for you to do, God. I don't want you to move the, the, the sundial forward 10 degrees. I want you to move the sundial back ten degrees. I want you to stop your creation. I want you to stop the uh, the planetary interaction and cause everything to go in reverse ten degrees. And I want you to do that just for me. God says I'll do it. Do you know how much God loves you? we've got to learn how to deal with our weaknesses. We've got to learn to starve our doubts. We've got to learn to feed our faith. We've got to learn that the devil can't steal our joy. He can't steal your joy. You can give it up. He can't steal your grace. You can give it up. But he can't steal it. If for anything else... You should be able to be happy because of the fact that God has saved you. And it's miraculous. You don't lose that sense of gratitude to God for being saved. You celebrate it. You celebrate it and you stand in what God has done. And then you move forward. Miracles.
1: Why are so many people having so much turmoil? Why is the church turning to so many different things instead of going back to the altar and going back to an experience and trusting God in His Word and living with the sense of peace that has been imparted? We have to understand and we celebrate all the time that the righteousness that we have is the righteousness of Jesus. That it's not our righteousness, it's the righteousness of Jesus. That He became sin. That we've been become the what? the righteousness of God that righteousness is not our righteousness we celebrate that, we've grown into that i taught you that but what I need to really teach you and what I really need to get you to understand when I speak about peace the same way the righteousness that come from Jesus I'm not talking about a peace from this world I'm not talking about a peace that you can generate I'm not talking about something that you can do I'm talking about a peace that comes from the power of the Holy God
0: take place because there's somebody making a demand there are people that are killing their miracles because they're not making a demand you're not making a demand you used to make a demand you're not making a demand anymore you've lost that bulldog tenacity I remember I went to the junkyard a few times a man, like 20-something years ago. I went to the junkyard. About the life of me was scared out. Big old Rottweiler that the guy had chained up. And I went, and I had to go all the way to the back. That dog came out. And I went and I jumped on top of the car and I was like, is he? I didn't know if he was gonna break that chain. It just was it was vicious. I stayed in the car for a minute. I'm looking like, hey, is anybody over there? I had to draw some cookie. That dog ain't going to eat nothing. Shut his mouth up, God, like you did with Daniel and the lion. and Trying to build my faith. Last thing I wanted to be was lunch. Maybe the dog was praying. Dog could have been praying, I want some fresh meat, anointed meat. I know the Lord will hear me before I hear that dog. But I remember when I was walking by and he did not quit. And he was just, I got out. I never got the part. should forget that part, man. I'm going to get that new. What happened to the pastor? Where'd he go? I don't know. He went to the junkyard. Look, he's like Elijah. His bones are everywhere. God said, that's how people have to pursue me when they want their miracle. They got to come after me with that bulldog tenacity. I'm not going to back away from it. You're discouraged because you're divided. You're discouraged because you are divided. You look to question God. Not just to believe in what he says. Jesus. That ran out of wine. This is a wedding. You grew up with these people. Jesus looked. Woman what would you have me to do? He, he ain't calling her mama. He said woman. What do you want me to do? She looked. I'm your Mother. I was connected with you in that first miracle that happened. I gave birth to you and you was a miracle. The word impregnated me. I know what you can do. I know. And I'm your mama. I can just see her. I'm your mama. But like my mama, she would have been like, you don't do what I tell you. And then Jesus was still earthly. And then she took it to another level. Where a miracle could break out. She looked at his disciples and he looked at all the servants. Do whatever he says to do. Uh Uh-oh. Now she's making a demand on the word. She's making a demand on the word. Do whatever he says to do. All right, get the water pots. Line them all up together. They start moving. And through their obedience. See, obedience is significant. Because obedience allows you to align with a miracle. And obedience allows you to move forward with your miracle. You know how many people kill their miracle because there's just no obedience? Faith is not just a declaration. Faith is in your demonstration. Faith is not just in what you're saying. It's in what you're doing. And when God's going to heal you on the inside. And God's going to do a miracle on the inside. You better know that the devil is trying to kill your miracle. You have to be able to, to offer up the sacrifice unto God. That is required in that season of your life. I'm closing. I'm, I'm closing. We're closing. We're closing. Hey, Abraham! If you're enjoying the broadcast and you'd like to receive more content, follow us on all of our social media platforms. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and also you can go to our podcast and enjoy more of Revival Now. I'm Genesis 22. Give me your son, your only son. The one that you were waiting for. The one that I told you you were going to have. I want you to take him to Mount Moriah. And I want you to sacrifice him and give him unto me. And Abram gets up early in the morning. And makes his way on his journey. In obedience to God. Offering up that Sacrifice. Of obedience. I'm not going to question you God. What you're asking me to do. Because I've trusted you this far. And I and I believed you this far. And I know that you can do all things. And when he gets to the mountain. He tells his servant. You stay here. The servant was the flesh. The servant is that type of weakness. That we have inside of ourselves. He says you stay here. For me and the lad. Are going to go Together. And we're going to worship. And then we're going to come back. Now God's instructions were. Give me your lad. Give me the thing that you love the most. Give me that thing that controls your heart. Give me that thing that you rely on. Give me that thing that is first in your life. Give me your son. Your only son. The one that you love. And all of heaven was watching But watch, while Abram and Isaac were walking up the mountain in obedience, their obedience was setting forth the miracle. Because on the other side of the mountain was a ram that was walking up the mountain. The ram was climbing the mountain and Abraham was on the other side climbing the mountain. Abraham didn't know the ram was on the other side climbing the mountain. Abraham was obedient unto God. It was sacrificial. He was so obedient to God when God called him the first time and he said, Abraham, he says, I'm here, Lord. But when he called him the second time, The second time that he called him, when he had a son laid on that altar, he had a son build the altar, and then he tied the hands of his son and he laid his son down. Can God ask you for anything
1: and everything?
0: This was the making of the greatest miracle. Because this was a miracle that was a foreshadowing of the miracle of Jesus Christ himself when he would come to this earth. That for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God had a witness on the earth through Abraham that the earth was willing to do what God was willing to do. Without knowing the insight of what what God was going to do. He laid him down. He pulled the dagger back. He was going to thrust that dagger into Abraham. I'm so glad we ain't in the Old Testament. Some may be like, Lord, I don't want to do my son. I got a cousin. No, I'll give you the cousin. How about the neighbor down the street? And when he pulled that dagger back, the angel said, Abraham, Abraham. He called him twice, which represented how Abraham's promotion in the spirit. God says, now I know that you love me. Now I know that you love me. See, in your obedience, you're displaying, God, I love you. God, I'm not holding anything back from you. God, I love you. Because you feared not to withhold thy only son from me. And then God says, Hey, look ahead. And when he looked up, he saw the lamb, the ram stuck in the thicket there was a sacrifice because Abraham declared to his son, the Lord himself will provide the sacrifice Mm. see God's got this whole thing figured out you just got to make sure you're not killing your miracle let's all stand Jesus. Jesus. Come on, stretch your hands out to the Lord right now. Stretch your hands to the Lord right now. Begin to talk to him right now. Begin to talk to him right now. This beginning of the miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory and his disciples believed on him. In the name of Jesus. Miracles are byproducts. They're byproducts of God's favor. They're demonstrations of God's love. Miracles are designed to bring glory to God. If you need a miracle today, I want you to nurture that miracle. The first miracle... That you will experience is the miracle, the salvation of your soul. But whatever you need today, whatever season you have been in, whatever struggle you've been dealing with, today I want you to stop killing your miracle. Today I want you to change your outlook and understand that the outcome is going to take place when you line up with God's outlook, not your outlook. In the name of Jesus, who am I talking to today? I know you've been through a lot, but God wants to give you miracle. Well, I know this message has met you right where you are at, and I know it has provoked you to stand in faith and to believe God to do what he said he's going to do. I want to thank all my partners and friends for your continual support, and I never like to conclude without reminding you that you are important to God. God bless.